Welcome back to Movie Trailer Roots Podcast. Your host Chris here with Ro, and we are here. Well, I'm here. Well, wrote reviews and talks about The Little Mermaid, a basically the live action, I guess, remake, reboot, re- remake, or adaptation. I don't know. Just a live a- action adaptation this time. Okay. They didn't try to do a prequel or fairy tale story. They just made The Little Mermaid. Matthew, well. Directed by Rob Marshall, uh, starred uh, uh, Halle Bar- Bailey. Always get that weird, uh, weird names. Um, got uh, Javier Bardem, uh, Melissa McCarthy. Uh, so, what do you think? Um, I, you do have to keep in mind the Little Mermaid. This movie is made for children, and I think that it is extremely on target for the young audience that is going to be introduced to this who don't have a little mermaid of their own or but still preserve the place that the animated version has it's got i was pleasantly surprised um i thought it was a smart move by the director rob marshall to not try to get too fancy with the story because of how well ingrained it is it is very close to the original Hans Christian Andersen myth as well. Um, I'm not completely sold on the music book. This is a full musical. So this isn't just like some of the other ones where, you know, Maleficent takes the characters from Sleeping Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, all those other movies. And like, you know, Cruella, they did it with this. They did it with the soundtrack. This is a musical. And I don't care what anyone tells you. Halle Bailey is a little mermaid. She's Ariel. I, I, no ifs, no ands, no buts about it. Like, she has this sweet, open naivety and curiosity, but also some grit and, like, she's fully grounded. Um, this story reminds me that the number one thing that I've never understood about um, kids and their parents is telling the child they can't have something, can't do something, and failing to explain to them your reasons why always leads them into danger. Um, Melissa McCarthy was surprisingly more than just serviceable as Ursula. I don't feel like, I felt like there could have been some expansion, um, the way that they did it, but overall, I mean, it's a solid story. I, I'm not going to lie. Um, I actually went to see this movie, uh, with a friend and my first question when I came out of the movie theater is. So why did Prince Eric need to be black? <laughs> and not to spoil, but they update more than just the rational logic of having a black mermaid. Um, this island kingdom makes a whole lot more sense of being an island kingdom in unknown but warm waters as soon as you see who the queen is. Um, the most updated and changed character in here, in my opinion, is Prince Eric. He actually is worth possibly pissing off your family and um, giving up magical powers to go walk on the earth for, um, in the sense that he actually has depth. They have an, an opening sequence where you get to see him, and it's more than just him playing on the deck of a boat with his dog, like in the original. So it's more than just him being pretty. This this movie has one major failing and it's very weird it's that their ultimate desire to be more faithful to the realistic belief understanding and depiction 
of being underwater and there not being as much light as there would be in the pen in water ink colored live action vibrant animated version i think they could have given us some backlight um <clears throat> there's some scenes that are just fuzzy yeah no no go ahead oh uh there are just some scenes that are just entirely too fuzzy um that that and then i know it's nighttime and i know things are supposed to be murky but they made it exceedingly difficult even more so than some of the complaints people had in um, Wakanda Forever 2. Um, but after having seen Wakanda Forever and what they did to kind of get some of that mirror light and some of that um, underwater ambience, uh, it, it, it's unfathomable to me that even though you're making a live action version, to take away some of the fantasy and the fairy tale, which would give you a little bit of the room to lighten things up enough to where you could see everything that's happening under the water. I'm not saying you had to go, they had to go to the extreme of acting like it's shallow water in, you know, the Caribbeans where the sea is always white and you can look down and see your feet through the water because that's how bright it is. But sometimes it's just too damn dark, Chris. Like, can I be honest? That's the, dark. I mean, beyond the fact that I was, I actually was signed up to go to this movie and I had you guys, I was like, wait, why am I doing this? I do not want to see this film. Um, I was like, also, I was like, yeah, it's probably gonna be a musical, and I don't do musicals. So, um, but the other reason why it was it was that it's this weird thing. Um, I almost every time I see a trailer, I was almost like, is this Zack Snyder's of The Little Mermaid? Because it's just like <laughs> everything was just so dull. And it's one thing when you see that in Wakanda Forever, even the Aqua, even in Aquaman, right? Because it's like you don't have anything to compare it against, but you have. When you're remaking, when you're doing a live action adaptation of The Little Mermaid, you clearly have something that's very vibrant that you're comparing it against. You can't do that. It was it was that. It's even even this idea of making everything so realistic. Like so, even when you start seeing Sebastian and Thunder, and everything, I'm like, that just no, that doesn't work. Listen, it listen, doesn't. They got scuttlebutt straight up underwater talking. So I'm like, if we are supposed to suspend reality to believe that this big-ass seagull plopped under a rock and is chilling talking to them under the water, you couldn't have given me two clicks up on the black backlight? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's just, it, 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 it's the thing, this and the, the, all the trailers, everything else just made it seem dull. And I mean that from a color palette-wise, right? And it just, yeah. everything was very dull. And I'm like, that just doesn't seem, it's like everything had this blue light filter on it the entire time, and I'm just like, that's not what you get. And it doesn't do the cast justice to me, right? Um, Even looking at Hallie, and when she was in the, it was like, you know, Errol's supposed to have this bright red hair, and it's like, it was dull. I'm like, why didn't you guys give her a bright like, No, no, they that that actually that actually worked. That that works. It's like it's not persistently dull, but because it's intermittent, it makes it like it re it snaps back to being the forefront of your mind of thing you notice when it goes too dark again. You know what I mean? It's like you get to a certain point. And then things start to lighten up. You're like, okay, I get it. I see what's happening. We're moving on. This other place was supposed to be really scary. So it was extra murky. Uh, and she was even further down in the depths. That's why it was super dark there. But 
when there were other places where you're like, you could have, you know, you could have done, you could have given me something like, and it's, it's, they didn't really feel like they needed to do that per, consistently throughout the movie. So it always was a reminder. This is just too dark. It's too dark. This, this was a bad, this doesn't make sense. She doesn't keep that blue filter over her face the whole time. Well, no, I can tell. I can, I can tell later on in, in some of the later trailers. But that's that's but that's the problem. Is like you what you're saying here is, but then mm-hmm. it snaps back, right? It's like <clears throat> that's you know the later trailers I saw like actually after the film came out, and when I started seeing like some of the TV spots and things like that, I was like, oh, it's not as dark as I thought. It's oh, just, yeah, no, they're artificially whoever is doing it in the commercials. The people who get their hands on that trailer, they're artificially lightening it. That it's no, it's darker than that in the movie. Okay, because that's uh, it. Yeah, just yeah, no, they're yeah. lying to people. <laughs> Okay, because I mean I think that's the thing that it's like it's why I give the the, the Zack Snyder because that's the shit that Zack Snyder does when people come out mm-hmm. and, and lighten his movies and go like look what happens when you add light to his movies you're like oh wait you actually see shit it's just yeah I don't know I don't yeah. understand that artistic that that artistic you know license of people I don't I don't understand what they think that is I don't think yeah. I want to know who I want to know who thinks that looks good. I, I don't I, know why know they... what it is in my in my opinion honestly mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit of the I think it was a little bit of overcompensation for the backlash of it, how exceedingly in the sun Lion King was I think they mm-hmm. went too far overcorrecting in the opposite direction but but I'm um, not even I'm but, I, but I'm not even saying that <clears throat> I'm more like there's enough of these films that do this that make me go why I don't think they talk to each other. And I really, truly, honestly think that this but, thing. But, that it's even, but, it's even, but about, no, 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 bro, you're you're missing me. It's, it's not about talking to each other. Like, forget talking to each other. Who comes in and looks at it and goes, "Yeah, I I saw this film." Who sees the first edit and sees the first cut and says, "Wow, look at all this color. Look how vibrant it looks." And goes, "Now it's dark." Make it darker. Like who? That's what I want to understand. I want to understand that process. I want to understand who looks at it and goes. I'm telling you, it's it's this yeah. thing people have. And I've seen it in a couple of the behind the scenes conversations when you're getting to this thing. These people have this idea, this concept in their head of realism. And I think some of it is, it's, and I hate to say it, I think it's people who aren't creatives. And it's about bleeding some of the fantasy out of these things in favor of realism. This, and, and I don't know why. Well, I know why, but I'm, I'm not, we're not going to go there. That's a whole other you know, rabbit hole of WPS. But I think with respect to this movie and some of the more movies we're getting now, is this this push for realism. You get people in the room and they start justifying saying, well, this should be darker because the water wouldn't, you know, the water's not under, you're not going to have the sun under the water. And, and I was like, you know, there's bioluminescence under the water. And this movie even... But no, no, I'm going to stop, 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 stop you right the there. Because some of the right scenes with Ursula but rely I'm, on bioluminescence. But I'm going to stop you right there. It's not like they don't know about other sources of light. Bro, I'm I'm stopping you right there. It's a fucking film with fish that talk. I don't give a fuck about yeah. bioluminescence. Just, just make it fucking light. Like, that's my, that's my, that's my. I get, I get what you're saying. No, no, I get, I get, I get what you're saying. No, no, but you, you were too. You were, but, but, but you were too. You were, you were also like trying to give justification. I and I get that. I get no, that. But I'm what I'm saying, saying, that's what I think is going through their head, and they're in an echo chamber, and no one like you is in the room saying, you know, this is a fantasy light. No one cares about the realisticness of the light. 
they want to be able to see everything. Yeah, There's I, nobody in that room who's kicking back from this really highbrow, obnoxious realism conversation. And when they get kicked in the gut in one way, they overcompensate too far in the other. But what they don't do is change the subject. That's why we keep getting this, because they keep, well, we're going to get it. Up. Like, look, somebody knew that looking at Flounder was disturbing, because even though you get a couple of moments, where you see him, most of the time they don't they don't zoom in on that creepy ass fish. They they know it's creepy I, I, because I, they have a moment in this movie where Flounder sees his own reaction, his reflection, screams and runs from it. I so I don't understand who 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 saw the original and looked at it and said yes, let's make Flounder <laughs> look like this. I, I just that's the stuff that got me, you know, for this film. And it, and mm-hmm. it shouldn't because you again you have a fantastic cast. Seems like overall it works in some of the changes they make work, but it's just like you, this is out of out of all the Disney films, right? This is the most one of the most fantastical ones, right? It is. It has to be, right? And, and I don't understand. Like I get the Jungle Book and and what you do with the Jungle Book because it's you know. You, you, you do it that way. And even then, they still made it in some ways fantastical, right? I love the Jungle Book. Right, did I you did not too. like that one? No, no, I love the Jungle Book. Like, that's what I'm saying. Okay. It's like, uh, but I guess, I'm, I guess I'm using that as as the the, the example here of like, they, they did it and we were all worried about what they were going to do with it. I mean, I would even say The Lion King, right? The Lion King was the same way. It's like, you found ways of doing this stuff where almost, uh, and The Lion King's even, because there's no humans in it at all, right? So, how do you then do both of those and then come here? And I, I just saw it and I was like, this, not even that it didn't look good. It was just like, it just doesn't look fun. It doesn't look fantastical enough. I do yeah. believe that they, I, again, I think the, the major flaw with this movie is they lean a little too into realism. Um, and again, the other thing that kind of stuck for me was... Um, I'm not completely sold on Lin-Manuel's book. Um, I know a lot of people are really annoyed at the song that you see on the soundtrack um, that, like, that's the scuttlebutt. The so- that song makes sense in the movie, and it works with the characters, But and outside of that, you're dealing with the fact that you're listening to Aquafina's voice, and most of us have a Pav- Pavlovian, dis- um, you know, response to her that's negative. Um, I didn't I didn't hate it in the movie. They found a way to use everything that I find annoying about that personal persona that Aquafina has to make it work for Scuttle, the big ass bird. Um Sebastian works as Davy Diggs. Everybody in here worked. It's like so after a while, the things that didn't work, I was able to put to the side because when you're on the surface, there is bright, it is vibrant. I think some of the pacing may get some people because, again, this is an almost one-for-one remake of the animated version, story-wise. And I think some people forget that that is a slow-build story. They don't necessarily, which I think is a sad part, they don't fill in with some of the other mythology that they could have in those moments. Like, with the other mermaids who are her sisters, you get some really great moments with them, but they could have done more. Um, they could have fleshed out more of the family story. They give you a rational reason for why um, uh, Daddy, Javier, played by Javier Bardem, King Triton, is like zero shit with fucking with the surface. 
Um, all of these things, they make a logical reason for why Eric looks the way he does. If you've looked at the cast, you know that um, a Black woman is playing Queen, Queen Selena in this movie. So all of those things that they made, all of those pieces come together. And my favorite song in this entire musical has always been Kiss the Girl. And when I say they don't disappoint in how they do Kiss the Girl, and that made up for a lot, but you also have to remember it's above the surface. The song that's the iconic one that's below the surface, um, I think they tried to overcompensate to make it really bright. And it didn't completely work for me visually. It, sonically, it works. But if there's a song that's a fail for me, and I think this just may be for me, it's going to be Prince Eric's song. That's a new addition to this, the musical that I think they could have left without. I don't think he needed to sing. I mean, they made him more, they made him smarter than just broody and pretty, which I thought was great. But I think it's going to, I think it's going to hit its target really well. I think some adults are going to be like us. And because we have, and we were, we were blessed to grow up with the really bright and vibrant pen and ink and watercolor years of Disney. And they just seem adamant about not ever wanting to give us any of that that kind of pixie dust in these live actions. We're going to have to just reconcile ourselves to this realism until they get over it. And I don't know what it's going to take for them to get over it. But I actually, I was pleasantly surprised. This is weird because um, it's like, what are you making the films for? You're clearly not making it for adults. So if you're making it for kids, then Fantastical is what they're going to want. I don't understand. No, but I look, white people seem to think that kids are supposed to have some higher level of real realisticness and naivety. I, it's weird and I don't know. But um I I I I did like like the tiny humans and the medium sized humans who were here, they were absolutely enthralled. So it's 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 the nose is playing with their target audience. And I think some of you know, because we know they can do better, it sticks out to us how much that they fall short when they don't. But the tiny humans don't know that they can do better. Yeah. Until Mama takes them home and they press play on a little mermaid, and it's in ultimate Technicolor because it's bright and shiny. But it's it's like, you know, seeing it in a movie theater, seeing it on a big screen, all of the science movement. It it works. I, I was pleasantly surprised. I I did not think that I didn't think they could pull this off. And uh, I, for its flaws, it there are none of the flaws that I thought it would have. Like all the iconic moments that you think you're gonna get with Ariel herself, Halle Bailey hits the nail on the head. All of them. And she is acting with her entire body because if you remember. Ariel doesn't talk very much once she's in the castle. But mm -hmm. they did a really smart thing where we get this internal monologue where she kind of sings and it really works. It's really smart. Um, and yeah, I think I think I was I was really pleasantly surprised and I expected to be disappointed. But they did take entirely too much of the magic out of it for me. Got you. What would you give it out of 10? Um, it's getting a, a seven and a half out of ten. Well, you know what? I feel like I've been really nice lately, and that might be a little high. 
it's imperfect, but not so. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I'm gonna stick with a seven and a half because if nothing else, Halle Berry, she 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 does she does good, and I didn't want to punch uh, Melissa McCarthy in the face after her version of Ursula. I actually wish I'd gotten more, so I'm gonna stick with seven and a half out of ten. Okay. All right, <clears throat> there you guys have it. Uh, that is a seven and a half out of ten for Little Mermaid. Um, we have some more reviews coming out soon. Um, let's see, we have uh, Across the Spider Verse coming out next week, and then we have The Flash before I go on vacation. So stay tuned for all those. Um, we'll see how they go. So again, folks, thank you very much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace.